Good morning and welcome to the morning chat here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WOV Vincennes, and 97.3 FM in Washington. First guest this morning, Jacqueline Cunningham from the Isaiah House. And first of all, good morning. Good morning. I know it's liquid sunshine outside. That's what we'll call it. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> it is. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I don't have a great memory. I don't have a great memory. So Friday, I said, you know, let's go to Kelso's and get dinner. You know, <laughs> just go up there. And I go up there and it is packed. It's, and it's like the golf scramble. The golf the, outing, oh, yes. That was huge. You had a ton of people there. It was so much fun this year. We had so much fun. Um, they, we did have several teams come out. I talked to, I try to talk to as majority as I can, but the feedback we got is that they all had a good time. And that was the point. It wasn't, I didn't want the stress. I didn't. And I'm like, I was telling Megan, I'm like, if we go in stress-free, having a good time, let's radiate that. And everybody else can surely have a good time. And I think it was, it was a huge success. I mean, everybody was happy that I, t- I talked to and it's like, wow, it's, you know, and I'm, I'm like, I can't believe I forgot this. But, you know, the one thing I, I left saying, I think I want to play in this next year. I think I could do this. Because it was. Everybody was just so upbeat. And and when I would talk to mm-hmm. them, they would say, yeah. And then they would talk about the Isaiah House. It wasn't like, oh, how are you doing, Ed? What did you order? No, no. It was, you know. Oh, good. But, but so I really felt like your message had gotten through, which it always does. But on an event like that, you never know. No, you don't. And I, I'm glad to hear that because sometimes the message can get lost in the chaos. And so I'm really glad that people were continuing to talk. I think we did bring awareness to a few people that were not aware. We were excited to bring in some of Davies County. That was really big for us. But we did. We had some players out there who really have never been on the golf course before. And that was my favorite part. They were literally out there just to have a good time. Not to win, not for prizes. They were just out there to have fun, have food, have some drinks, and just laugh. And that's what we saw a lot of. Okay, the money that you raised from that, did you just put back in the operating costs? Yeah, we um, we raised $22,000. And so we were really excited about that. Um, North Knox stepped up huge. They gave us a title sponsorship of $5,000, and that... That was amazing. And we had a lot of other partner sponsorships of um, Meeks Insurance, McDonald's, Bobcat from Davies County, First Robinson's, um, First Robinson's Savings Bank. They were a huge sponsorship. Uh, McCormick's, Best Way. We were just so thankful for all the sponsorships. But it was amazing. And Kelso did an amazing job, like always. And Cypress Hills were so accommodating. They took care of all the stuff because, mind you, I'm new at all the golf stuff. And they just ran with it. So it really was an amazing, fun event. Okay, good, good. Now, take a deep breath. That's behind you now. Okay. Oh, that's nice. Okay, okay now it's, what's next? October. <laughs> I know. So October is our, we call Socktober. And that is basically reaching out and bringing awareness to what is called our sock buddies. And those are monthly donors. Mm -hmm. And so we're planning on doing something fun. Usually we get some well-known teams or people in the community and get some picture of pictures of them wearing our socks. And we do a little competition and we just try to bring awareness to um, our sock buddies because we 
constantly are needing donors are month-to-month donors. So the more donors that we have, obviously, it helps with our budget. So October is all about our sock buddies. Okay, good, good. All right, uh, and this is your number three for that or two? Three. Three, okay. This will, um, okay, last right. year we did our luncheon, which we will, we're skipping that this year. It's an oh. every other year thing. So next year we will do our luncheon. But yeah, every October is Socktober. And so we will be, you'll be seeing several pictures on social media of people around the community wearing our Isaiah socks. Because everybody who signs up to be a sock buddy at any amount, it could be $5 a month you will receive a free pair of Isaiah socks in the mail. Okay, good. There you go. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, $5. Yeah. But then after that, it's pretty much you're done for the year fundraising or? We're always fundraising. But for the most part, um, November, we're going to do appreciations for volunteers. Uh, We do uh, caseworkers as well, usually in November, because December, we usually partner with DCSs and try to figure out Christmas parties and we are partnering with Helping His Hands this year, so we're excited about that. So Christmas is just chaotic, period. So we don't do much fundraising other than just the constant awareness. All right. Okay. So anyway, uh, boy, you've had some big, good fundraisers then. It's been a really it's been a really good year, and we've definitely been blessed for the community to step up um, to meet our budget. And we just move forward every year praying that God steps in and that we're allowed. The money is always there. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it, you'll, you'll, it'll be there. It, it, you're right. It is. I mean, sometimes we stress over it, but there's no reason to. But Rhonda is very big about the more generously we love others, the more lavishly the community will love on us. Right. And right. so we, I was out this morning um, getting groceries for a family that's homeless and they don't have anything. And... We had some social workers were like, we had no idea that you did that. And I'm like, no, we want to help kids in need. So please let us know if there's a child out there that's hungry, we will step up and do what we can. Clothes-wise, hygiene products, food, let us know. You know, when you do, a, uh, like the golf outing, mm-hmm. uh, lemonade stands, okay, it's all also about your signage, your sign. People know what it is, okay? Now, you always know if you have a good product because you can look at the sign and you know something about it. Correct. Do you think now we are getting closer and closer? Like, I, and I tell you what, Jacqueline, I talk to you every month for the last how many? I mean, three years. Three years. Four, okay. I still learn. I still learn. All right. But I, I'm much better now than I was back then because sure. it's taken time. Do you think that's what it's still going to take some more time? I think it's always taking time. For one, our signage is great. We are very big on our logo. Our um, ministry itself, we are very, our logo is very important to us. But we are constantly growing. So our mission also changes a little bit. We stay true to ourselves and we stay true to the mission. But it kind of grows on a little bit. Like we want to do best for our community also. And so we are a little bit outside of that. So if, um, like I said, if a social worker comes out to me and says, a kid is a need, I don't have to ask permission to go give them food. Mm-hmm. Our mission states that. And so we are excited to do that. But it, like I said, we are into 54 counties right now across 12 states. And we're constantly growing. And because of that, things change within our organization all for the good. But, I mean, that just happens when you're growing that fastly. But to know how many kids 
get to go to an Isaiah house and not sit in the DCS office. It needs to happen in every surrounding counties. And I think also you get a big kick then as far as I might say kick. That's not a good word. I think people, it's kind of like the United Way. It's a, it's a universal understanding, but then people on the local front know that, you know, that's what it is. I think now that you're getting more universal, it's only going to help you locally. I think so, too, um, because more people will be aware. It's crazy how we can travel to Florida and travel to Tennessee just on a family vacation and I'll wear an Isaiah hat. And they're like, oh, we have one or we heard of that or that was on the radio. And it's stuff like that is really neat that I'm like, you get so used to just Knox County. But to be able to travel to different states and then know who you are by your hat and your logo, I think is really neat. Okay. Yeah, that's, I guess I never thought of that, that, you know, just, I guess the Isaiah is a, the emblem is national. Okay. It is. Okay. Okay. That's something I didn't know today. See, mark it up. Another thing I learned today. Yeah, it is around all of our, I mean, like I said, we're into several different states now. And so the logo is becoming more and more well-known. I guess the word I'm using is branding. That's what it yes. is. I mean, you yes. know, and I mean, I don't want to seem so commercial, but you, you need that though, without a doubt. We have to, and we have strict rules on our branding on anything that we put on anything. Um, we have to get everything approved and, and I understand, but I will have to say, be looking out on our social media because we have some new fall items coming out and we're really excited for, um, our new clothing items that are coming out in the fall. And I'm really excited to get one. All right, let's take a break. We'll have more after this on WAOV. Save money and time by shopping with TOC Direct Mail. It comes to your mailbox every week and includes great buys on what you need and what you want. Look for TOC Direct in your mailbox this week. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on WAOV. Jacqueline Cunningham, our guest from Isaiah 117 House. And, all right, uh, we talked about the fundraisers and things coming up. Let's talk about what's going on at the house. And, and I always come and ask you a progress report. And I'm not doing it to say, are you doing your job? I mean, I want to know, as society is, where we, we're at on this. Because I think... We all know there, we need a house. There's no doubt. And I think that's not the question. My question Absolutely. is, why are we seeing so many kids or are we seeing so many? For one, school's in session. So we're seeing more kids coming through our doors because they have more eyes on them through caseworkers and social workers and teachers and whatnot. So that's normal to have more kids through your doors at the beginning of school. And I think it, it might be our world. I mean, I don't. You want to think it's going to get better, but I'm not sure that it is. It's, it just seems to be more common for more of our houses to have more red guests and not even more red guests, but more repetitive red guests. And that's even more sad. I mean, we've even the babies, we've had repetitive babies come through and I'm like, I don't understand what is happening. What is going on? What could this nine month old be doing to constantly... But it's because I don't know the bigger story. I don't. And we aren't called to know the bigger story. We are called to love on these kids when they walk in the door. And that's what we do. Now, that's interesting because human nature would make me want to know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and being a nosy person would make me want to know. But again, you're right. Your, your job isn't to judge. It's not to, to take sides. Your jo- jo- uh, job is to take care of the child for the time that we have and whether that's five minutes or whether that's five hours 
we do what we can to entertain those kids and to make them happy. But we don't, every now and then, yes, we might have a little sneak peek of what the bigger picture is. But overall, we're just there to play and to love on them, but we don't know the bigger picture. And so that is very difficult, especially when they leave and you kind of have that bonding and we don't know what's going to happen. It was um, really neat. We had Boone County this past Monday, Boone County um, up in like Zionsville, Indianapolis. We went up there because they had a um, ribbon cutting. So we, this, we have our fourth open house now, which is amazing in the state of Indiana. But Marion County opened up the following month. And they were looking around, and one of the teenagers that had went to the Marion County as a Red Door guest got into foster placement, and then they together went to the Boone County opening. And we thought that was really neat because it made an impact with her visit at the Isaiah House, made enough impact for her to take time out to go to the Boone County house opening. And so we are now starting to see that we have been open long enough nationwide the ripple effect of what our open doors mean. And not only through kids, but through volunteers and through schools, through foster placement, it's really neat to start seeing the ripple effect. Yeah, yeah. Do you compare the houses when you go to a house? I mean, again, we're talking human yes. nature. Okay. Yes. Okay, do you get an idea? Of like, maybe that's what we need to do at our house. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I go to friends' houses, and I'll say, I'm going to do that at my house. I mean, there's nothing yes, wrong with that. Yes, we just did that this past Monday. We went to the Boone County house. We're like, oh, we need to change this up, and we need to do this. But mind you, it's like going into a brand-new house every time. Of course you want what they have. It's brand-new. <laughs> and so we normally, when we were building our house and we were decorating, it was all kid-friendly. It was bright colors. It was kid-friendly. It was more towards almost the elementary school level. Now we are kind of upgrading it more towards the – Still toys, still kid-friendly, but more towards the high school level. Um, but some of our houses is like walking out of a magazine. Yeah. It is so pretty. I mean, to the point, like, they have white rugs. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, that's a little. But they don't. Really? <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't mean, like, white, white. But a majority of white rugs. But it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And they have the more modern stuff that adults would like because it's, not only kids, like we are serving DCS and foster parents are going to be in and out. And so, so we are trying to revamp little things at a time in our Knox County house. Okay. Wow. I didn't know also if maybe if you want to make it like seasonal, like, you know what? How about a couple of bales of hay out here? Just, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, but I understand you've got to really be careful on stuff like that. We I do, but I love the seasonal decorations. Oh, I do too. I do too. And kids love the seasonal decorations. And they a majority do. of the kids that come into our house have never seen the seasonal decorations. And so we are very big on you want all a the themes. You want me to give you a pumpkin? Let's carve a pumpkin. Why not? Maybe paint a pumpkin. Why not? That'd be great. Let's cover it in glitter. I don't know. Okay. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's, but that's true. I mean that that's therapy isn't it it is it is and it's something that they maybe haven't ever been able to do and that's what we're trying to do is get them out of um the trauma that they have faced within those hours and to get their minds on something that is a new experience yeah okay <laughs> well I, again i didn't want to make it sound like uh, you're a department store or something coming oh, in. yeah no, I, but i just think sometimes a warm feeling and what's a better feeling than it is fall and know. you know and it's one step away from the 
Christmas holidays. It and, is. It's I mean, the apple cider, the hot oh, chocolate. Oh, gosh, yes. It's all the fun that we want. It's the candles. We have those, you know, those apple scented candles always going. And as always, we always have the smell of homemade chocolate chip cookies when any guest walks in the door. Okay. The one thing is I probably wouldn't have anything for Halloween. I don't know. Because you don't want to scare them. That's, we, have a, we have the kid-friendly version for Halloween at the house. But I do... I do like Halloween. I like all the fun Pinterest stuff, but we do make it PG for sure. Okay. All right. So what else is going on? We don't have, um, like I said, we, now that we have finished golf, we are just taking a week to breathe because that's a lot, but we are, we are sending emails out. We're getting prepared for Socktober. Um, we have some plans in mind. We're just hoping to move forward with them and, Maybe raise a few sock buddies in the month of October. Okay, great, great. Uh, as we, um, I guess, volunteer-wise, are you pretty steady right now? or We are always, to be honest, right now we are needing nighttime volunteers. More so than not, DCS is in the house by themselves at night because they don't need extra adults. It's more uncomfortable sometimes. But if DCS can only find one adult, sometimes we need a second adult. And so we would like to find some more volunteers who would be able to do that, even that 12 to 4 shift in the middle of the night. But we are looking for volunteers, especially between 12 to 4, which is a majority of the time people work a or a p.m., 12 to 4 p.m. and 12 to 4 a.m. are the two shifts that we are trying to cover now. So if there are volunteers or anybody who is interested in being with a child, let us know because it does take fingerprinting, background checks, and Actually, right now, we are working on recertifying all of our volunteers. Right. Okay. All right. Um, so the um, the numbers could be staggering, I'm sure. Absolutely. And every volunteer, they go through different seasons of change, too. So sometimes maybe some have had a baby or sometimes, you know, you just never know. Or sometimes they're traveling. And so we, volunteers do make the house go round, and they are amazing. But sometimes we do struggle on finding volunteers depending on the time of the day um, and stuff like that. So we are always out trying to f- look for volunteers who are more flexible of their schedule. Okay. If anybody has any questions about how they can be a volunteer or questions in general, who they contact? Yeah. Um, our best uh, way is going to Facebook on Knox County, Indiana, the Isaiah 117 house, or email us at in at Isaiah117house.com or face. I mean, it's just all the social media. Just type us in and you will find us. And usually it goes directly towards Megan and I. So we would be happy to answer any questions. All right. Jacqueline, always a pleasure. Good seeing you. We'll see you next month. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington. Chris on the line with us from Good Samaritan Hospital. Job opportunities to talk about. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. How are you? I'm doing fine. Okay. Let's talk about 
a career at Good Samaritan Hospital. Yes, well, um, we have several positions open, Ed, that I wanted to kind of highlight, but I also wanted just to, you know, mention that we we just recently wrapped up our fall cookout that we did um, last week. It was outdoors. It was a beautiful day to have it. We had around 70 to 75 caregivers in the organization that won a prize from our prize raffle that we do. We do prize raffles every spring and fall for our cookouts as a part of our employee engagement. And now that we have passed that time, it's crazy to think that we're entering the month of October, and so now our attention begins to uh, turn to preparing for the holiday Christmas dinner that we do for our employees every year as well. And also add something that we've done recently is we've also implemented a new minimum wage increase for starting rates. So that is now in effect as well. And this is something that has been planned uh, for within the last two years now. So it's it's great to finally implement it and uh, get it started. So um, those are some good things going on here within the organization. But obviously wanted to highlight some of our positions that, you know, we have also available as well. We're kind of in that, that time now where we're in the middle of, you know, beginning of fall, but we're getting to October and we're kind of focusing on December graduates for those who are in nursing programs currently that will be graduating this December. So we're kind of looking out for that right now. Um, we have what we call graduate extern positions available, Ed, and they're available on, you know, different units, different floors and departments. Um, but these positions are for those students nursing students currently who are getting ready to graduate in December. And um, and these positions are under the, the direction of a, a licensed nurse, and they will assist in patient assessments and formulating plans of care and implementing and evaluating nursing care for med surge patient population and kind of work with the health care team to obviously promote a world-class patient care environment here at, at Good Samaritan. And so they need to be... Um, getting ready to graduate, and once they graduate um, in December and they receive their diploma, then they can apply for a graduate extern position. And uh, we hire them into those positions, and while they are working, they're preparing for their NCLEX, which is the test that they take to get their Indiana RN licensure. Um, and so it kind of gets them that experience goes goes ahead and, and helps them get in the door into a nursing position while they study for their, their NCLEX. And then once they pass their NCLEX, Ed, we move them into a, a full-time permanent RN licensure position. Um, and so obviously, you know, the candidates that we look for for these positions obviously need to have a patient-first attitude. You know, obviously working in healthcare and working in patient care, you we want to make sure that we're putting our patients first, obviously. Um, be a team player, obviously, and, and have excellent communication skills, computer skills, sound judgment. Um, the good thing about these positions, Ed, is when a candidate will graduate and they apply for these grad extern positions, obviously any exam that you take, there's a cost to it. And um, these grad extern positions, um, the candidate would get reimbursed for the exam, the cost of the exam, but also if they're wanting to take a review course to kind of help them prepare for that NCLEX, um, that review course will also be reimbursed as well. So those are kind of some good um, good things with that position. And there is a $10,000 sign-on bonus with a two-year commitment for our grad extern positions as well. So, you know, obviously healthcare. Universal is 
is looking for nursing. Um, so we have those grad extern positions that we're focusing on looking forward to those graduates coming down in December. But we also obviously have current RN positions available on our website in multiple departments as well. If anyone is interested in looking at those, they are posted at our website. I know, uh, Chris, there was a lot. After the pandemic, oh, yeah. there's a lot of openings because a lot of the nursing uh, industry and the nursing field kind of got hit a little bit where people were it stepping did. back. But it seems like now I think it, we're on the we're, we're going back up. Right. We're getting more and more yes. people involved. Yes, I think um, I, on a, I I just read recently, um, which was a positive note, I read I can't remember exactly where it was, but I had read somewhere that I believe IU, Indiana University, which is the largest medical school in the country, um, actually has, I believe, uh, something along the lines that they have their biggest class of nursing. Um, I don't know if they were the ones graduating or the ones that are being enrolled in the nursing program, but that was kind of a positive thing to read because, like you said, COVID really shifted health care and kind of, you know, a lot of people took a step back and... Um, and so it's kind of a good thing that we're moving forward uh, back again. So that's a that's a positive sign to, to see and to hear. So um, we also have, you know, entry-level positions that are available. For those who are not in a um, patient care or a clinical position, um, we do also have, like I always tell everyone, Good Samaritan is like a small city. There are multiple different positions for multiple different uh, people in different departments. So we also have entry-level positions. We do have food service assistance um, positions that are available. So obviously you are um, delivering food to the patients. You are working uh, in catering events, operating the cafeteria, uh, need to maintain the area and equipment in a clean and sanitary manner. Um, complete tasks in a timely and efficient manner and satisfying the customer's needs by fo following our mission statement. Um, prefers a high school diploma and GED with, you know, if there's previous food service experience, that's always a plus as well. Um, environmental service, so we have environmental services assistant positions as well. Um, so you are cleaning areas assigned in order to provide high quality um, as required by Joint Commission and the State Board of Health, um, communicating with patients and families, exceeding expectations, and contributing to a high-performance work environment by attending meeting and training sessions is required. Um, so we have those positions available. And, Ed, with those, uh, those positions, we have four positions that we do a new hire incentive program for. So food services one, environmental services is one, um, and we have two positions within GSP and our receptionist in our certified medical assistant positions. Um, we have a $1,500 incentive payment, and what that is is for those um, candidates that are offered and hired into those positions, we will pay them $500 at one month um, with perfect attendance, another 500 after six months, and another 500 after the first year of employment. Um, but obviously, like I said, first month needs to have perfect att attendance, and then the six months in the first year, the employee cannot be um, in any disciplinary action, um, or if they were to leave the organization within 180 days of employment for any reason, then you know no payment will will obviously be made, but those are just kind of some incentives that we give for those positions as well. Um, looking at GSPN, uh, we have CMA positions, like I was just talking about with the new hire incentive. Um, CMAs, 
So, you know, facilitating patient care during scheduled office visits. Um, they assist the provider with patient care issues, including um, prescription refills, prior authorizations, vital signs, scheduling, referrals, et cetera. Um, so the CMA is an important position. It contributes to a positive patient experience, and they will be active participant in the organization in order to maintain a, a positive and healthy work environment. So you need to be a graduate from an accredited medical assistant program and have a certification through an accrediting organization for medical assistance. Um, and then BLS, um, you know, so CPR is also required for that position. Um, LPNs, kind of looking at your next step up from a, you know, from a CMA. So LPNs, licensed practical nurses, um, reports to an RN and is accountable for the nurse man, uh, accountable to the nurse manager and director of the area, and they administer nursing care for assigned patient population and under the direction of supervision of a registered nurse. So they um, they provide leadership to the nursing staff and communicate um, interdepartmentally, and they just need to be a graduate of an accredited practical nursing program, and obviously you'll need your MP, uh, LPN Indiana State license. Um, and then a BLS is required, and then we have the next step up from that, which is our physician practice nurses. So um, those are the RNs um, of those offices. So we'll facilitate patient care during the scheduled office visits. Um, they perform triage activities, um, prepares patients for physical examinations. Um, they are responsible for updating and revising patient medical history as it pertains to each specific visit of that patient, um, and in addition, the nurse will assist the physician of that office with any patient care issues as well as follow-ups, um, such as prescriptions, refills, prior authorizations. Um, they need to be a graduate from an accredited school of nursing and needs to have an RN license from the Indiana State Board of Nursing and BLS. So customer service skills, computer skills, attention to detail, um, all of that is required. Okay. Um, Yep, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, anything else? Um, if they want to, um, you know, if they have any questions about any of our positions, that they are more than welcome to call the hospital to talk to, like I said, there's there's myself, there's Kayla Menderman, who is over the nursing positions, and then Jenny Reno, so the three of us are here. So if they have any questions about a specific position, they can call the hospital. But all of our job postings are on our website at www.gshvin.org. Okay, Chris, appreciate your time today, and hopefully we get those positions filled for you. Yes, well, thank you for having me, Ed. All right, take care now. Thanks. Bye-bye. Stay tuned. More of the Morning Chat coming up on WAOV. Shop before you shop to maximize your savings and make every dollar go further. Check out the TOC Big Deal store. You'll find gift cards and gift certificates to area businesses at discounted prices from 20 to 50% off. Save money when you go out to eat, go golfing, buy shoes, shop for jewelry, and more. From goods and services to events and entertainment. Search by city, search by category, or check out our clearance category for even more savings. Open 24-7, go to TOCBigDeals.com. That's TOCBigDeals.com. Welcome back to the morning chat here on WAOV 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV in Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington. Harry Nolting and Rich Chatton, our guests from the Knox County Council. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. 
Okay, I'd ask you, your fingers tired from all those numbers writing down the budget, but I forgot we don't do it that way anymore. Thank goodness. Yes, thank goodness. <laughs> yes. No, I got to ask you about your eyesight, though, having to look through all those line items. It's quite a process. It, it takes an incredible amount of time, but it was, it was a pretty smooth process this year. Okay. And we're pleased that that's finished. It will be adopted at the next meeting in October. Okay. And I've, and I've asked um, all the other branches. I'm going to bring it up to you. Lit really played a big part, didn't it? It was extremely helpful. It, that, I, mean, uh, I mean, gave us some breathing room. Yeah. I mean, it just, and let's, let's talk about that because I think it went well beyond what I expected. You know, I, I just thought it was to get the ambulance service here and, and we'd be okay. But I didn't realize the impact it has on other departments and personnel. Right. Uh, directly with uh, law enforcement, with um, emergency management, uh, that money can be directly uh, put there. And we've been able to uh, give some pretty, um, pretty good raises to our law enforcement people which is uh, just essential in, in today's market. Okay. And that's to keep them here. Yes, <laughs> because we're competing with every other uh, law enforcement agency uh, in southern Indiana and Illinois. Okay. So this was really the first year we saw the impact it will have. And it's only going to get better, is that correct? That's, that's correct. Uh, as... It is a local income tax, and as wages are on the rise right now, that generates more money each year. In an economic downturn, uh, that would the reverse would be the case. But right now, we're on an uptick with uh, uh, increased salaries, and so uh, at least in the current. Uh, situation we should receive more money each year well and I think sometimes we forget about that is if we can keep people here it helps our economy oh certainly certainly and you know a lot safer environment for everybody as well too with having having good quality uh, good quality EM, EMA and, uh, and as well as uh, you know sheriff's department as well too so we're, we were very pleased uh, the actually I thought the budget process was a delight uh, this time it everybody come in and you know and had a uh, had had good numbers for us and you know really the department heads all work hard at trying to keep it as lean and mean as possible but we were able to uh, with with use with the ability to use some of that lit was able to go ahead and uh, give Harry wanted to take a little deeper dive into kind of each department as, you know, try to get it, um, not necessarily just across the board raise, but, you know, drill down into each each department to try to make it a little more fair across, to, you know, to match it up a little across our communities of our size anyway. I mean, that's the bottom line is our county employees got raises. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I yeah. mean, to me, I mean. And, when, and this year, instead of doing an across the board raise of 4% or whatever, uh, we looked at each position, each department individually, and we had some that um, just through the evolution of uh, county budgeting, uh, we needed a correction factor this year. We had a few positions that were really not fairly compensated or were, were pretty short, and so we bumped up uh, several positions. 
Uh, one of the things we took a look at was uh, salaries for the main elected officials. And I, I'm speaking specifically of the five main offices in the, uh, in the courthouse. Uh, we need those to be competitive so that we can attract uh, capable and qualified people um, to, to, to ensure effective government. And so those were, those were increased. We had fallen way behind most of the counties our size and in our area. And so we um, addressed some of those uh, areas with our budget this but year. But you know what, Harry? I don't know if it was an oversight or we just didn't have the funds. I mean, yes. We, I mean, I mean, I mean, we just—I don't want to say we are a poor county, but we struggled there for a while. This is the first year since I, in, in my seven years on the on the council. This is the first year that we've actually had enough flexibility to uh, take a look at some of those individual situations. Yeah, when I this is my fifth budget, and we got on. I got appointed in July, and then boom, you're right into you're right into budget in September. And I was looking at stuff, and then we got at the end, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, we're never going to get out of this." And and like Harry said, this was really the first we got done, and everybody was like, "Well, we're you know we don't have a lot left, but it uh, but we're it's a it was a manageable number that uh, you know it was still still a little behind, but still it was a number you could find the money for." Anyway. And I want to give previous members of council a little bit of a, a shout out because they had to tighten the belt oh, and, oh they, yes I mean, absolutely. and it yes. was not easy and, no. and a lot of them took some criticism for it yes you know but by them doing that it allow us to have the budget that we have today that's correct absolutely yeah. Yeah. So I, I take care of the council yes <laughs> I, I, I understand no it's it's been a it's been a real chore at, uh, for the guys that's come before and to to get us to where we can at least finally breathe a little. Uh, tax caps, that just... That was 100% of it. I know, yep. just the gift that keeps giving, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was that, what was that bill? Uh, 1001, is that what it was? Senate yeah. Bill 1001 or yeah, something? something like that. It was grinding in my head <laughs> for so long, so. Okay, well anyway, budget. Uh, what's the best part of the budget besides the raises? I mean, of course, that's the best. And I think also your... Uh, Insurance didn't go up. Is that right? Or was there any? Very, very little. Very little. We joined a, I don't know, some kind of consortium where you kind of share um, expenses and you go by the average of this group. And that really helped us this year because we had had some, some pretty heavy claims, but when averaged over all the other entities in our, in our group... Uh, we got by with a very small raise. Okay. I mean, they said it could could increase up to thirty percent. I don't know. It was in the maybe a ten percent. It, it was whatever it was. It oh, was a wow. very minimal, yeah. very minimal increase. Trust as me. far as far as insurance goes, it was yes. very minimal. So there too. were there were some bright spots. Um, uh, that being one of them, because we, you never know what insurance is going to do. And that was uh, that was good. We're also starting to uh, make a little money on in interest. And it's been several years since that has been a factor. And so things are, things are pretty good. Good. All right. Now that, um, well, I guess the, the other question is before we move on about the budget. I know we talked about gasoline and, and things like that where you, you have to guess. I mean, your best estimate based on the previous year. I mean. Yes. Now, 
last year, of course, gas prices went up during the year, and we weren't really prepared for that in, with our budget. And so we built in extra. We had to uh, also come up with extra money for a couple of departments this year. But that's uh, some of the, the increases uh, that road materials have increased. Uh, one that hits us pretty hard is uh, the increase in the expense for uh, incarcerating juveniles. That's becoming a, a real factor. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and that's something that we can't control, how many uh, juveniles. You incarcerate the ones that really need to be incarcerated, and it comes at a uh, pretty high price. Hundreds of thousands of dollars for it was before. It was, you know, maybe a hundred. So it, now it's... I think it's we really budgeted a half million, half million this year. This year, yeah, for, for just incarceration of juveniles. So that's a, that's a number that's kind of come out of nowhere. And with the uncertainty of the youth village and everything else, it, uh, it definitely... Oh, <laughs> and I mean, if, you have, if we have to start transporting, transporting juveniles to other facilities, that's even going to exponentially get worse. I, so. That's what I was going to say is we talked about the youth village and maybe being for sale. But then yes. if you've you got to take them somewhere else... That cost ain't going to be cheaper. No. Oh, that's for sure. No. All right. Uh, wow. But anyway, now that the budget is done, it's going to be approved at the next meeting, which is when? October. October. And then you ship it to Indy. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. So we're 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 really happy at, uh, with how this one's turned out, and uh, so hopefully, hopefully, you know, everybody won't be happy. But I, I think across the board. A large portion of the department heads and the employees should be very, very happy with uh, with the raises and things that we've been able to do, and along with improvements in their own departments. You can't make everybody no, happy, no, no. <laughs> but trust I, me. No. But I believe everyone in the uh, all the county employees received at least a four percent raise. Okay. No. All right. Let's take a break. We'll have more after this on WAOV. Can't wait till after lunch for your local news, sports, and obituaries? You don't have to. WAOV 97.7 FM and 1450 AM broadcast local news 24 hours a day. And your subscription cost? Absolutely zero. Local news, sports, weather, and obituaries on air, on time, and online at newsnotcounty.com and News Talk 1450 and 97.7 WAOV. Back on the morning chat with Ed Ballinger here on WAOV. Our guests, we have Harry Nolte and Rich Jatton from the Knox County Council. Uh, we talked about the budget, and uh, I know we're going to bring this up just about every time you come on. We're going to do an update on the jail and also community corrections. Um, haven't, been, haven't been out to the jail for a while. Uh, how's it looking? Everything's shelled in. Um, there, the Sally Port and the bookend area is all, uh, it's open and, uh, and physically working. Uh, that was a good deal to, they had to get back to working so they could start, you know, remodeling and other, other parts. But uh, I think the jail is on, on schedule for end of the year. And I think community corrections is, they might be a little behind, but it's not, it's not terrible. Sometime in January. Yeah, probably. January. Yeah. Amazing. So that, that's come along. And the community corrections, if you haven't been out there, is a huge building. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is really a big building. Yeah. So, it's, uh, so that's, it's not exciting to have to do that, but it's going to be great to have it done and functioning and, uh, and be 
and be kind of what we had planned anyway. Got to remember the Justice Campus. Yes, Justice Campus. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's what everybody calls it. <laughs> what I mean, is there a sign out there with it? Or is there? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's yeah. something out there. Okay. Uh, so that is, that's just, that's, first of all, congratulations on just being able to be that close to time. Yes. Considering everything we went through with the pandemic and the cost and, you know, the availability of some of the material. I mean, it's. And Garmong's done done a really good job yeah. of staying on task and keeping all the contractors. Mm-hmm. They've had contractor issues just like everybody everybody has. Just if it's even your home home project, you've got contractor issues, and they and they have, and they've done a really good job of keeping us on keeping us on budget and on task and keeping those guys uh, feet to the fire. So that's hats off to them. They've been they've been real real heroes out there for that. Yes. On task. Yes. I like that. That's the term. On task. On task. <laughs> That's like I tell myself. Stay on task. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any problems with that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just, I just drift. Yeah. <laughs> I just drift. All right. So we that's uh, that's going well. And you said committee corrections. Um, so really, are we going to be done by spring with everything out there? That's the that's what they're saying. Yes. So. And then that brings us to our next project. Absolutely. And this one is going to be fun. Is uh, what are we going to do with uh, the present Community Corrections building? We have decided to, to renovate that. We are in talks with architect uh, presently. I've been working on, so what is the plan? Who's going to move there? Uh, which makes changes in other places. And so we are... Uh, we're working on that. No yep. announcements yet, but we're working on it. Well, now I don't know if it was the commissioners I talked to or you guys sometime. Movement of moving uh, in 911 out to Hillcrest, is that right that, in that area? That's a possibility to put a building up out there for 911 and EMA and. and um, and the corner, couple in the corner department, department departments that don't have foot traffic basically okay it's uh, out there to a secure secure facility out there for them and then which is not an easy task either because it's 911 24 7 so that uh, mm-hmm. but so that's that's a it's all possibility our QAW is working on uh, some estimates and things like that uh, here very shortly for okay us, so I mean is, um, where is uh, is Emergency management is that at the jail? Is that right, or where they? Look? It has been, but we've basically just given them a place to store equipment. They don't really have a working space, and so if we build a new building, um, that would give them some garage space, some training space, and and the same for corner. We've never really had a place for a corner. We've had a place for them to store their. Uh, stuff <laughs> there's stuff and, and and we all know that kind of came to light uh this past year um but we'd like to find a permanent and secure place for them as well okay makes sense put them all together i mean mm-hmm. you have the land yes 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 that's already you know we own that already so that's a good high spot for for uh, towers and things like see, that. that so, that's what I was yeah. going to ask. And you. out of the floodplain, if that would ever come into effect. So see, I, all that actually, yeah. I, I thought of that, Rich. I actually made notes. <laughs> okay, because uh, the location, it is ideal. Yeah. You know, it's close to the highway. It's close. I mean, there's just a lot of things. And and 
there's no reason for them to be in town. No. Uh, there's no, uh, no walk-in traffic. And so we think that could be a simple solution. And it, I don't know how much a building that you're talking about would cost to build. I mean, this doesn't have to be. I can be. I mean, it doesn't have to be a fancy public kind of building. It uh, hopefully some steel structure of some kind can uh, suffice and make it make it good make a good working space for them, but be somewhat cognizant of, of cost as well too. Right. Wow. Different. You know. So community corrections is out if they ever wanted to move into that, right? Because that really doesn't help them at all. No, no, that the, um, I mean, like they say, community corrections out there, well, that's going to be great. And so the, the, the 911 is currently in the community corrections building now. Right. So, so that'll, that'll free up that space as well and for other departments and things to hopefully make that work. And <laughs> it's all going to be efficient and easy, I'm sure it will be. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, t- I got to tell you guys, sounds like a logistics nightmare to yes. me. Yes. And that may not be as easy. I mean, I mean, okay. You're gonna get everything in at the Justice Campus. That's gonna that's your once that is there, everybody moves over. And it's kind of a domino thing. Right. Then the next one, okay. One completion allows us to tackle the next one. And there's gonna be several steps in this process. Okay. Um, and this uh, new committee corrections building is bigger than what you have, right? Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. How's more people? Yes. Which we hope, and, and we, hope we, we hope it's like the jail. We hope we're building it for not for people to come in, but you know it is what it is. Yes, and the current community corrections building was not built as for that purpose, right? And so it's it's always been kind of a make do. It's not an easy place to supervise, and so the the new facility is is designed. For supervision, it'll be a lot more secure. Uh, it, we think it's going to help our community corrections program immensely. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. Um, probably a lot of people out there don't know how the, it's done, community corrections. No, no. I mean, it's it, it's different. I mean... And, you know, those folks have got a lot more freedom. They come and go go to work and things like that, but there still needs to be a massive amount of supervision right. to keep keep things you know contraband coming in and out and things like that it's uh they've got uh, and that's just not what's happened it's nobody's fault it's just the way the building it's a lot to more of the design of the building and than uh, than anything else so. and you got the sheriff next door so yes <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah <laughs> the constant reminder I know, you know, it's like somebody asked me the other day do you lock your doors when you go in early in the morning i said i got the police next door you think it's <laughs> But yes, I do. Okay, no. but but anyway, that's that makes it convenient, and um, I'm just I, I just really this is what you call great progress. Yes, and, yes. And, I mean, we see it how again I've seen you guys from the square one to get this thing going. It's not been easy. Pandemic was a, was a crapper basically. Yes, but now that's that's all behind us, and you're we've made forward. a lot of progress in the last year. You have, you have. You have. And that goes back to the budget again. And you really didn't kill the budget to do it. That's right. And hopefully with, with some better things that we've got uh, coming down the pike, that this won't be too major financial burden and uh, on us to, uh, to make, make these renovations happen and make it a little better for the employees and just government to f- function in general. To- okay. So now that we get the budget set for next year or stuff, 
well, what is coming down the pike? You know, you hear things, and I hear we're going to get an industry, a business is going to come to town. I'm not, yep. I don't know a lot about it. I just know there will be an announcement, which is good news. Yes, which it's extremely good okay. news okay. for for the, and that's come right out of the Pantheon with right. collaboration there. And Nicole's work been working with uh, the folks over there, and done a done a real great job. And that is sold that that whole deal is completely because because of it, it uh, and so that's super exciting news for industry and, and employees mm-hmm. and the local farmers and stuff too that's going to benefit it's going to be a real real interesting project i mean that's that, that's good news you know to get started in but hopefully there's more to follow yes other places so that's correct okay um we got about a minute left. Anything else you'd like to touch We're on? We're going to have a new coroner Saturday. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, yes, we are. And you're not going to tell me till Saturday, so that's okay. And that's a, a decision of the uh, precinct committee of the uh, Republican Party. And so we have very little to do with that. Mm-hmm. But, I, but it's nice to see this process finally completed. Yeah. Uh, now, who has been handling the responsibilities? Joe Millspaw is our uh, deputy okay. coroner, and he has stepped up and handled the situation very well and is one of the three candidates for the position uh, when they vote on Saturday. You know, I don't know if he's going to get it or not, but I do want to say thank you because that's, that's tough <laughs> to be put in that situation. With all yes. the publicity yep. and he's, stuff, he's really been a rock star and picked up the. I mean, he picked up the gauntlet and, and uh, ran with it because it could have, it, it could have just flopped. And there's no really worse position to have flop on you than the coroner's. Oh, no, a, no. It's, uh, so he's, you know, his uh, his service has been extremely helpful and done a great job for us here in the in the interim for sure. All right, gentlemen, appreciate you coming in today. Have a great day. We'll see you next month. Thank you, Ed. All right. Stay tuned. Mid edition is next on WAOV.